Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. When greed gets into your heart, um, it, it's just... It's just so hard to get rid of. In Proverbs 15, 27, it says, He who is greedy for gain troubles his own soul, but he who hates bribes will live. So, you know, many people think the solution to financial problems is more money, if I just had more money. Money doesn't produce a blessed life because, you know, it causes a lot of trouble. But God says he blesses those who put him first. In Proverbs 3, 9, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And I, I do believe that all of us have seen this principle in people's lives, that people that put God's fir- first, they get blessed. And you know people that constantly have financial troubles, and it's because they disregard God's design uh, for, for life and the way it should be lived. In Malachi 3.6, he said, Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, in what way have we robbed God? In tithes and offerings. So, uh, you know, God has always told his people in the Old Testament, the New Testament, we should be givers. And, but, and God made a radical promise to Malachi, Malachi 3.10. He said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and test me now in this. That's the only place in the Bible where God says you can test me. Says the Lord, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for such a blessing that there will not be room enough for you to receive it, right? In other words, he's saying, test God and put God first, give financially, and see if you can give God. You know, giving, I, I, I read this and I believe it. Giving is not God's way of raising cash. It's God's way of raising kids. And I believe that so much that God knows that we are stingy and greedy and God wants to free us from that. And every time an offering basket comes by, and you get to give, you get to give a little bit of your selfishness and greediness away. And I love that, right? Because it's so hard. When I first started tithing at church, I would not give a penny to any other church person, no Christian. But at first I could give to God, and it started there. Okay, I trust God with my money, but nobody else. <laughs> I'm like, I'll tithe, but uh, I'm not going to give people money. But then that's where it begins. When you, start, when you can give to God, then pretty soon he opens your heart, he helps you, and pretty soon you, you're helping people, and you give money to people, and you want to bless people, and you begin to realize these truths that Jesus talked about. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And, uh, you know, it's so, so important that we understand these truths because people believe these lies of the world that, well, if you just made more money, you'd be happy. It's not true. If you made more money, you know, whatever. But the reality is, is that, you know, there's been research done, and once you make up to about for a family, uh, I don't know what it is, a family of three or four, it was in a, uh, the book I just read about happiness, uh, that after you get to about, I think it was 70,000 or somewhere around there, above that, it doesn't make people any happier. So what they're saying is, if you're a family of four and you make 10,000 and you can't afford to eat, well, yeah, then money's going to make a difference. But once you get to like 70,000 or somewhere around there, they said above that, it doesn't make any difference. So whether a person makes 70,000 or 500,000, they're not any happier, right? But most of us think, oh, if I made 200,000, then I would have a Ferrari and I'd be happy with all the tickets that I get because I could pay for them. And then I could pay somebody to do my jail time when I get too many tickets. No, it's not. It doesn't work like that, right? So, uh, but he goes on to say in verse 7, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. In other words, here's another principle. 
that when you give, God wants you to give out of a cheerful heart, not out of grudging like, oh, I got to give that God. He wants my money. He doesn't need your money, right? Uh, we used to make our kids tithe. They would get an allowance. Their grandpa gave them $10 a week, and we would make them give a dollar uh, in the tithe. And before that, I think when they got a dollar, when they were like in, I don't know how old, six or seven years old, th- their grandpa gave them a dollar a week, and Suze would make them tithe 10 cents. And she would bring them to the offering box, and she was like, hey, put your 10 cents in. And one of the kids would like, be holding on to it, and she'd be prying his fingers and put the money in there. <laughs> Just like, now here's the thing. Did God need his 10 cents? Did it make any difference in this church history, his 10 cents? Absolutely not. Did he need to give his selfishness and greediness away? Absolutely, right? And, and it is so good. In my own life, I've just seen it in so many people, right, where God just says, hey, if, if you're grudging and you want to be selfish, I don't need your money, right? And now I'm not going to say like Pastor Chuck. Pastor Chuck can tell his church regularly, if you don't want to give, don't give. I'm like, I'm not going to say that. But I mean, you need to give because I realize we're all selfish, right? Uh, but in Exodus 35, Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying, this is the tithe which the Lord commanded saying, take from among you an offering to the Lord, uh, Whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. So God doesn't want to force people to give. If you don't want to give, then, you know, the Bible teaches that you should tithe, that you should give, but God isn't going to force anybody. If people say to me, well, Pastor Bob, I thought tithing was just Old Testament. Well, uh, in Matthew 23, Jesus said, and he was talking to the religious people, you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and you, you have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. So he's saying, you go to church, you give tithes, but you're not merciful or, or just. And he said, he goes on to say, these you ought to have done without leaving the other undone. Right? You don't have to have a degree in English to understand what that means. He's saying you should uh, have justice and mercy and tithing. Right? He's saying you should do all of those things. And, you know, it, it's a simple principle. And... You know, those who understand it, experience it. Those who don't say, well, how is it possible that I could be a giving person and have more? Well, it's because God's involved, right? When, when the Lord, he can bless your 90% infinitely more than, uh, than you could ever with 100%, right? Jesus uh, said in Acts 20, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And then in Matthew, 20, or Matthew 6, 21, Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So at giving, it's so good, right? And, and God can bless you so much. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we first got saved, uh, we, we tithed because we thought, hey, we think this principle's true, and, and the Lord just led us to make some financial decisions. We bought a house when we were in our early 20s, and in two years, we sold it and doubled the price of it. We bought another house in two years, sold it, and, and we did that for a lot of years, and it wasn't because I knew anything about real estate. I think it's just because I prayed and said, Lord, I want to be a wise steward. I want to do whatever you want me to do, and, and the Bible teaches we need to be wise financially. And I think when you put God first, he blesses you. Yet I know other people that make four or five times as much as I do and have nothing. I mean, literally nothing. And you think, well, why is that? Well, because they make bad decisions, right? Because, and uh, anyway, I, I could go on, but I want to finish this. Verse 8, for God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. I love that. He's saying, when you are a cheerful giver, and you give to God cheerfully, and you put God first, he's going to take care of everything in your life. Uh, in Matthew 6, Jesus said it like this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, when you put God first in every area of your life, in your marriage, in your finances, in, you know, all those things, every area, God's going to take care of things. In Matthew 6, Jesus said, do not worry, saying what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear, and just think, they didn't have Walmart. And they didn't have the government giving out 31 trillion, and yet Jesus was saying it to them, right? For all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows 
that you need all these things. Right? He's saying, you don't need to worry about finances. Pray, make good decisions, put God first, and he's going to take care of you, and he's going to bless you, right? And that's just a fact. Verse 9, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgiving to God. And so he's, he's just talking about how when, you, when they're giving, it's going, to, it's going to create blessing for other people, right? It's going to be a blessing for other people. And it's the same thing when people financially give to the Lord here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Uh, it is blessing many people. When you tithe here, right, our sermons and our Bible studies are going on the radio and TV and people are watching them and we get letters and phone calls all the time of people who are in the hospital who have terminal illness and they watch our TV program for a year and, and you know, they write us in and it's like, hey, this is encouragement. And so when you get to heaven, for those of you who support the ministry here, you're going to get rewards for that, right? You're going to see all the things that go along with that. But that's normal church, right? Where, where people give and the work of the kingdom of God is done. That's, that's normal ministry um, and, and that's how things should be and that we don't have to beg. Uh, how many of you have heard me teach on tithing before today in the last year? Raise your hand. How about the last two years? How about the last three years? Four years? Five years? I taught this 10 years ago, <laughs> right? So, I mean, but here's the thing. We don't have to beg because we have faith in God. He's not, he's not going broke, right? Uh, and, and so the Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's, that's how it should be. We should be living in such a way that when you invite your friends to church, they're like, Wow, God is good. This is good. We want to be a giving church, right? We have barbecues all the time. We give out free food and ice cream. Why? Because that's how God is. He's a giver. He's generous, right? And it's so good, and it's how church should be. And it's so sad when people think church is a place where preachers beg, right? And, I, you know, when I, when I got involved in ministry and I felt like the Lord told me to come here, I prayed and said, Lord, I will do this, but I'm not going to beg. And, and if you don't have funds to support this thing, then I'm going to go do something else, <laughs> right? And it's been so good, I haven't had to beg. So uh, God is good, and our church is blessed. And, and, and I think partly it's because, you know, many of you are students of the Bible. You know, you know the truth, and you, you want to obey the Lord. And so it produces, you know, a, a great church where any of you can bring your friends to church, and they're not going to hear a sermon on begging. I hear it all the time. I just heard just last week, someone took their friend to church, some church, and the whole sermon was out giving, 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 and the people were totally turned off and didn't want to go to church ever again. It's like, well, that's not normal church, right? When's the last time you read in the Bible about the Apostle Paul or Peter getting up and begging for money? Here's the answer, zero, because <laughs> they didn't do it, right? And not that we shouldn't teach the word, but uh, anyway, verse 13. While though the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men and by their prayers for you, who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. So Paul ends this section on giving about the indescribable gift. What is that? Well, that's salvation, free gift, right? And really it's teaching us that God is generous, gives us salvation as a free gift. Uh, and James 1.17 says, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father. So important for us to know everything you own came from God. And one day you're going to die, and it's going to go to somebody else. So the Bible says, while you're here, while you get to manage it, then you want to be generous, right? You want to be giving. You want to be helping other people, right? And, and really what should motivate us ultimately, 1 John 1, 19, 4, 19 says this, we love him because he first loved us. You know, 
The reason we want to give is because God has done so much for us. He loves us. He blesses us. Jesus came in to give us a rich life. And, and for me to, to learn to be a giver, what a blessing it is, right? And I wish we could talk about it for a lot longer, but we're out of time. So if you want to hear about giving, you have to come back in 10 years, and we'll be back in this section again. So <laughs> let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we do pray if there's anyone here tonight who is uh, not sure about their relationship with you. They're not sure if they've prayed and invited you in as their Savior, that they would invite you in tonight. They would receive you. And Lord, for all of us, that you would just help these truths to transform our lives. Lord, we know that, that it is so joyful to be a generous, loving person. And, and we know, Lord, that that's what you want to transform us into. So we, we want to surrender to you, Lord. All that we are, all that we hope to become, we want to be completely surrendered to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Community Christmas Eve services on Sunday, December 24th at 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. This is a great way to celebrate the birth of Christ. Festivities will include the singing of Christmas carols with a contemporary feel and a message from Pastor Bob Larson. For more information, visit us at our website at calvarycaldwell.com, like us on Facebook, and may the Lord bless you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day.